If you're presenting yourself with confidence, you can pull off pretty much anything. Katy Perry. Welcome to Confidence Boost. I'm your host Naomi, I'm 17. Together we go on a journey. We are talking about all kinds of problems you and I face, as well as actionable tips and strategies which you can implement in your daily life to become the girl you always wanted to be. Do you know your attachment style? The anxious attachment style trades and causes. Letting go means to come to the realization that some people are a part of your history, but not a part of your destiny. Steve Maraboli. Today we're discussing the anxious attachment style. Traits and causes. You and I, we want to be confident, classy and elegant. In order to be so, we need to be able to have healthy relationships. These are determined by our attachment styles. In the last episode, I talked about the four different attachment styles. And today we go deeper into the into the anxious attachment style. So listen carefully and recognize your patterns or your friends and family ones. By learning more about their attachment style, you can start to understand them better or yourself. So let's get started. Inability to control feelings. So your heart leads you through your life, no matter what. And... The problem is you don't have any control over your emotions whatsoever. And yeah, it's great to love someone with all your heart and it's amazing to feel joy with every atom of your being. And ah, it's amazing. I can relate to that so much because ah, I'm, I'm a really happy person. But mm, when then the negative side of emotions kicks in... It's not so amazing to be overwhelmed with your emotions because these are the emotions we do not really enjoy to feel. Um, this might cause some problems in life and you might have a lot of mood swings and yeah. So practically any little thing can throw you into despair and yeah you're not really emotional stable and balanced whether you like to admit it or not so ah i said it in the last um episode this is my attachment style so i can really relate and i will uh, talk about how i personally experience and what i can relate to or whatnot and so i'm always super overwhelmed with my happiness i can feel it everywhere i'm super happy but then ah, when when I'm mad or something then, or sad, like I, I cannot really control it or sometimes I'm, yeah, small things can upset me so, so, so much and I don't even know why they upset me or ah, I think about it and then it's always because it triggers something, ah, yeah, but yeah. I actually don't want to admit it because I I'm really mm, always seem very emotionally stable. I would actually say, but yeah, maybe I'm not emotionally balanced because I always experience that one extreme side when then the other extreme side. I'm never in the middle. Like I don't feel like okay. So I feel always amazing 
or you're super happy or ah, I cannot describe it in words or I feel just mad or sad but ah, I don't feel like neutral yes so you have an urge for intimacy and not only physical intimacy but the urge to form a deep bond with another person the urge to connect with someone on a more spiritual level or on a deeper level not like yeah physical touch and that's it um and the problem is that you might expect intimacy right away that you connect with everyone or with the person directly and you talk about your whole life and you connect directly on a deeper level and yeah i can relate to that because for me personally i think yeah when i cannot connect with them ah then i don't need to talk with them or they don't need to be my friends or i think that like subconsciously or consciously sometimes too and also yeah I, sometimes i try to force deep conversations because i think to be friends with someone you have to really connect with them on a deeper level and if I cannot connect someone with on a deeper level, I'm a little bit disappointed or yeah. I don't know. You can write me how you experience how you experience that. That is your attachment style. And often you're maybe not loving a specific person, but the potential they have. So they could become your person and fill that void inside your soul so yes um yes i need to digest these informations um it's true when i see people and i directly imagine yeah he, we could be friends like this or that ah, i haven't even talked with them or i just have talked a few times and then i already imagine how i don't know he could be my best friend or he could be like a brother to me i don't know i imagine everything how, what we could do together I have talked with them one time and I'm to myself, relax, Naomi, relax. But subconsciously, I, I see so much potential in them and I see so much things they can do. And I actually, it's true that I kind of love this thing I imagine. Maybe I do not love the person in specific, the way they are, but the way I expect them to be and I wish them to be with me or a connection I have with them. Yes. Fear of abandonment. So because of your childhood and things that happened to your childhood and with your primary caregivers, so your parents most of the time, because of all what happened, you're scared that when you start loving someone that they will basically leave you and negative thoughts come over and you're basically subconsciously or consciously thinking you will be abandoned sooner or later and you always have a constant fear of failure and you look for non-existing red flags everywhere so when someone says something it directly means yeah they don't like you or they don't love you anymore um and you're really cautious yeah, and you, you cannot really relax and 
Maybe you become then a naggy or bitter person who expects the worst. So I never thought about that I have fear of abandonment. No, abandonment. Abandonment? Yes. Fear of abandonment. Hä? <laughs> what? Abandonment. Abandonment. You know what I mean. I really don't know how to pronounce it right now. Uh, abandonment. Okay, I don't know. Anyways, we know what I'm talking about. So you are scared that you will be abandoned. <laughs> I need to Google that word. Um, yes. So you're scared that you will basically are that someone leaves you. And I never thought that I have that fear because I consciously didn't think about it. But I realized when I'm in a conversation with someone and someone just, and I really like that person, and someone just stands up because they go to the toilet or they stand up because they want to get a glass of water, I'm already, I can feel how I'm panicking that they're gonna go now. It's really like a panic in my brain and I want to clinch onto them because I don't want them to leave me. And I've never experienced that before because when I was, in school I had such a strict plan every day and so there was never really time to experience something like that because yeah you had school all day long and then after school I was working and going to sports and then on the weekend I was doing homework and I don't know had like sport events and so many things so I never really had the time to be a, like a lot a lot with people so I don't know I never really experienced that but since I was in boarding school or in the beginning I didn't experience it because there was no one who I really really felt deeply connected to but when I then formed some kind of relationships I realized that I'm really scared when they go like even though they they can just move and I'm like what are you doing what does it mean why are you standing up right now are you going mm, yeah it's it's actually really crazy um and also like when someone says something or does something it actually really hurts me when i like that person because i don't know i feel like they might not like me anymore i, I said it in the last episode but i don't know i really need the reinsurance that someone still likes me because I deep down don't trust them that they actually like me or I never feel really loved so I really need insurance and not insurance I don't need the insurance I need reassurance and yeah and when that person doesn't give me the attention I want them to give me then for me it's always something is wrong and I feel deeply left alone deep down and I get actually quite not a yeah not really emotional but I get really mad and angry but also sad and actually that happened yesterday evening and I never realized that that's why I'm sometimes so moody because I don't know I just thought <laughs> teenagers mm, but it actually makes a lot of things sense when I think about it because if someone doesn't give me the attention I want them to give me, it's 
makes me feel like there's there's no insurance that makes me be sure that they still love me so if they don't give me attentions i don't attention i don't think they love me anymore and because they don't love me anymore i'm scared that they're gonna leave me or left alone so and that feeling triggers emotion in my subconscious mind and makes me feel very bad and then i don't uh, yesterday i was i was like why do i feel like that i don't want to feel like that i was so mad and i was so angry and i was so sad at the same time but it's just because a person didn't give me the attention i wanted to and that made me feel this way and triggered so many things yeah and also i don't know if it has something to do with that but i cannot relax i really need to find out the cause for that but maybe you like that too and you found out your cause maybe you want to tell me i would be very happy about it but i don't know i'm never really relaxed people tell me always relax naomi and i was like yeah i'm relaxed but i have so much tension i think in my body even though i do yoga or stretching but i don't think i'm ever relaxed um I don't know if I would be really relaxed if emotion or things would come up I don't want to feel or think and that's why my body doesn't want to that I get relaxed yeah I really don't know but yes you are always the one who loves more and as long as you can remember you have always been the one who loves more and it's probably with your friends like that or with your f family members and you do all the sacrifices to keep your relationships intact and when you break up with someone you're devastated after the split or you're super sad that relationships went a different way they Ah, they can can continue their life quite good and because you hold the other person so tightly and they become your only existence or your only reason for your existence and yeah you shouldn't be focused on them so much either ah I see myself so much in this because it's true I have when I think about it I have always been the one who loves more I think so or the fact is who determines who's the one who loves more it's just I guess when your parents you did not have the connection you need to build a healthy attachment style then you probably have been the one who loves more in your childhood because I mean it makes sense a child needs to love his mom to survive but the mom doesn't need to love the child to survive basically because I mean the, a mom can survive without the child but the child cannot survive without the mom I don't know I just make this up in my own head right now um, I have not read anything about it but it just makes sense so I would have loved there more so that becomes my normal then i attract people and situations where this is also normal and also 
I feel like I'm always the one who loves more because I never feel loved from every from anyone. There's no person on this planet who can make me feel loved or it gives me the feeling of being loved because I don't know how it feels to be loved to be honest when I think deep deep down and I so sounds so depressive when I think about it or when I hear it, hear me saying that but uh, there's really no one who can make me feel loved because probably subconsciously I'm thinking I'm actually not even lovable because your childhood forms a lot of your beliefs so yeah it's crazy inability to take rejection so rejection hurts for everyone the most confident person in the world rejection hurts but if you get rejected from someone for example you have a boy and you really like him and he rejects you how is that gonna make you feel are you lose for maybe a few days a week uh, a few weeks Or is it really the end of the world? Because maybe it's it has nothing to do with you, but that he doesn't want a relationship right now, or you're just maybe not his type. But you know what I mean. But do you see it as the end of the world? Because probably you're thinking, them, yeah, something is wrong with me. I'm unlovable. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy." And that is the difference between someone with a healthy health esteem and healthy attachment style. They just get over it and then don't take it too personal. But if rejection hurts you so, so, so much, it's because you subconsciously or consciously thinking, what is wrong with me? I'm wrong. I'm unworthy. I'm unlovable. And when I think about it, I could never handle rejection. When I got rejected... In some kind of ways, it's the most hurtful things thing in the world. I cannot take rejection. If someone rejects me, I don't like. That already hurts a little bit, but because I don't like them, it's okay. I survive. But if someone rejects me, I really like. And <sighs> um, yeah, I can clearly remember two boys in my in my childhood teenage years I don't know I was 12 and 13 or something with 10 and 13 both of the boys I talked about two years later still really when I think about it there's so much emotional charge in these memories that I can so clearly remember it because our brain remembers memories or experiences and situations clearly if they're really really emotional charged and they have been really emotional charged and yeah it just makes sense because I only always ask myself is if I'm wrong or I'm unlovable or I'm not good enough and I never thought about it consciously that I really cannot handle rejection. Yeah, because most of the thoughts are subconsciously and then it makes you feel a specific way. And then I'm asking myself, why do I feel like that? 
and even if maybe I know it, I don't want to admit it because who wants to admit that they, they cannot take rejection? It's cooler to say, you can reject me. I like myself anyways. It just, it sounds fancier and it makes a better impression than to say, yeah, I cannot take rejection. Your, your opinion is so important to me. Um, actually, the term, it determines um, how I feel for a month and yes it's just not cool relationship dependency so if you're together with someone you should always remain your own personality and not the only thing you identify to is I am ex girlfriend you know what I mean yes um, but when you get close to someone, you immediately grow incredible attached to them. And I can relate because it takes a lot of time or it takes a specific person or it's just like one in a hundred that I really, really connect with someone on a deep level. But if I connect to them, I'm so incredible attached to them. Like incredible and touch to them and you become emotionally dependent on this person like the whole world spins around them and my whole universe is just around this one specific person and all eyes on them and it can actually turn into an obsession with that person and yeah you cannot picture your life without them anymore because you need them like air to breathe and yeah when you then go separate ways the world goes down and yeah it's hard for you to live without them actually i thought about it because can you get emotional addicted or can you get addicted to a person and when you think about it you can for sure get addicted to a person because you can associate a feeling with a person so if a person makes always activates that specific feelings in you then you get addicted to those positive feelings and so when your body craves these feelings again you associate it with that specific person and then you're gonna search out and do everything to be with that person to give your body the emotional rush of positive emotions really it's like an addiction because you're addicted you crave it you go everything you do everything what you can to get that addiction uh, to get that emotional rush uh, to get to be with that person and if that person does not um, interact with you the way you want it at that day or something is not like that then it makes you feel so bad about yourself like a drug addict who doesn't get his drugs yeah he's gonna feel bad really bad and maybe also emotional pain uh, or uh, physical pain or anything like that and when I think about it yeah it's true um, I can relate to it yeah The constant need for reassurance. 
I already talked about it a little bit that I always need reassurance. But yeah, you always want that the others, like your loved ones, they prove you that they really love you. And uh, the best thing you want them to do is give all their attention to you and uh, tell you basically all the time that they love you and that you're enough and that you're good. But not even that is enough because are you going to believe them? Or are you distrusting their honesty? So, yeah, maybe you have developed some trust issues that manifest now in all of your relationships. And when I say relationships, I also mean friendships. Yeah, so what I need, what you need, if this is your attachment style, is reassurance. And, yeah, that's it that's what I mean it's they can never ever give you what you want so basically you're just running around feeling good and misery just because how another person acts but it's never enough like when I think about it it's never never ever enough and the funny thing is when I talk about it I really feel that my body is in emotional pain I cannot describe it because I never felt that way and also never like explain my emotions because that is not a thing that was ever appropriate in my childhood or I don't know um so yeah it's interesting to experience self-blame so you blame yourself for everything bad happening in your life so you feel very guilty and shame for not getting enough love and you're blaming yourself for everything mm, I actually need to think about if I do that but I really really feel a lot of guilt when I think about it because it's hard for me to break any kinds of rules I st I think I said it in one of the first episode I follow nearly every rule you give me because if I don't follow the rule I feel so guilty and also I'm so scared that I'm deprived of love because what I realized is I'm in boarding school so I haven't seen my parents for a year um, I kind of search for love from like the teachers or anything like that when you say it like that it sounds weird but the teachers are here like friends it's not like in high school or anything like that where your teacher is something like your enemy um they're really like friends or a little bit like parents not really parents but yeah anyways i really wanted their love and recognition and attention in some kind of way so of course i followed every rule because i was scared if i don't follow the rule i don't get the love i want and i did everything and on top of it i i did like a fit kitchen duty i did it especially good or i did more kitchen duty because then my uh teacher is gonna love me for it but First of all, they don't really, of course, people compliment, but they don't compliment everything you do. It's also not their job. 
so I always worked a lot and never felt like that I get any kind of love and it was always like oh well why is I don't know I could not I don't know so when I follow when I don't follow the rules rules it actually makes a lot of sense that I feel a lot of guilt or shame because I'm scared that someone deprives me of the love I need to survive even though I don't get the love anyways but if I do something wrong I even get less love so I was basically conditioned to behave so I survive emotionally <laughs> mm, yeah so actually I never thought about it but that's why I always follow the rules I always follow the rules like it's hard for me we have like morning assemblies in the morning and it's every day at 9.15 and a lot of people just don't go and ah, of course the teachers want us to go mm, but if they don't go they don't care they really don't care they don't feel any guilt they don't feel any problems nothing like they just don't care mm, and one time I didn't want it to go or a few times I actually didn't want it to go because I wanted to work on for example my podcast and I really needed that time because the day was very scheduled and everything and I really needed these like 40 five minutes 30 minutes um so I really didn't want it to go but most, I always ended up going because I felt so 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 guilty and I was worrying so much about it that I just could not handle these emotions that I would just go to morning assemble yeah it's crazy so yeah self-blame maybe you self blame yourself for everything and it also don't have to be consciously so many things can just be subconsciously yeah so the causes for this attachment style is your parents raising you inconsistently so you never really knew what you can expect from your parents and at one day they will maybe give you all the love and in the other day they will just not really be there for you or more ignore you and don't meet your emotional needs and maybe ignore you when you're crying or don't show you love and affection and you were spending in fear because you were scared yeah are they gonna talk to me tomorrow or are i gonna be there for me tomorrow where there was no one ever you could really 100% rely on and you have never had a real bond with your parents so if you're a child you're small and the only one you can actually really rely on are your family I mean you cannot rely on your three-year-old friend hey I'm crying this happened to me <laughs> of course not so the people who are really there for us and we, we can rely on our, our parents but yeah if you could not rely on them when I think about it there were so many times I was so scared or so I was just like I was scared that my parents like ignore me the next day or I was scared that 
no one is gonna stand up with me because when I was like seven, eight, like no, my mom went to work early and uh, my dad didn't stand up with me, so I really felt like left. And I was always hoping every day that my dad stands up with me, and then my mom was like, ah, there was a lot of fighting then about this, and I was basically feeling unworthy. I was not important enough to stand up because I was a annoying seven-year-old child and that actually triggered ah, it's just a small example but there were many things I could never really rely on my parents and I know that they did the did the best so it's actually quite hard for me to say that right now because it sounds like they're mean pe people or something like that and for sure not every parents are always doing the best they can and they did the best and they love me anyways but I never had the feeling that I'm loved and I never had the feeling that I could rely on anyone so when I was small I I don't know I just <sighs> could never really rely on anyone and I was super I was quite a lot on my own like I wanted to figure things out my own because yeah when my parents said we're gonna do this or that or we're gonna buy this or that they didn't do it so I never trusted their words and it's actually why I now never trust people um if they tell me yeah we're gonna do that this or that I just don't and that's why I actually don't like to give work to someone else because I don't trust them and many times I gave work to someone else and then they didn't do it and for me it's like the biggest disappointment in my life because I'm so used to it but it hurts so much and because I have these belief and experience I of course attract events and people who reaffirm these beliefs i'm not aware of that but yeah so <laughs> what you and i have been doing our entire life is to look for the missing pieces of your childhood of my childhood and it just makes so much sense i i always had friends like i had my neighbor when i was like I don't know, I really don't remember the age, but maybe like 9 to 11, where, or like 8 to 11 or something, where it was like every day nearly at her place, I ate at her place, uh, nearly every day until I went to bed, I watched TV with them in the evening. So many things just happened. Um, I, I basically lived there. So, and then I grew out of that relationship and then I had like a best friend in in my school and then I was every weekend there and I was nearly living there I was on the vacation there sometimes and then yeah then this was like a few years and then I had a different best friend and I was nearly living there and then I had a boyfriend I was nearly living there so uh, it makes sense because I always probably search for a family where I get really loved and accepted but of course no one can ever give you that and you the for the parents I was maybe like a part of the family not I was not really a part of the family but I always hoped to be a part of the family and to get loved and accept and deep down you of course always know that they will always love their children more and they will always be connected because they're blood related and I mean it makes sense oh no I don't really have con contact to some of these people but they still have contact with their parents, of course. So, yeah, what I was doing as a small child was running around and looking for 
yeah to feel something in myself which was clearly missing and I still when I think about it I still do the same actually heard so much talking about it right now because uh, I don't know so many things are triggered by that but yeah as I said being vulnerable is one of the most incredible strength you can have and that opens for others the possibility to do to be open as well and vulnerable because so many people have experienced things like that or other kind of traumas or just bad things but whenever we're ever talking about it i mean you're not ah no one wants to be super vulnerable so yes So what can also be causes when, for example, one of your part, uh, parents died or left you behind um, because you then basically feel unworthy and of course you're going to build an unhealthy attachment style because you think consciously or subconsciously, I, this is never ever going to happen to me because this was such an emotional, painful experience. And then you're gonna behave in certain ways in, yeah, upcoming relationships, and that's why probably you, you can also be very clingy or scared that you get left alone, left behind. And I mean, when you think about it, it's true. People come and go in life, and I never really wanted to accept that. I remember when my best friend told me like three years ago. Yeah, um, I was talking about our wedding, and or my wedding in the future and I was like saying yeah you're gonna be there and everything and then she was like yeah you know what I don't know if we're gonna be friends back then my mom told me that you will probably not be friends with your I like childhood friends anymore or something like that and she was like basically I remember that moment so 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 clear because it hurt me so much and I mean she just said the truth it's true probably I'm not gonna or maybe I'm not going to be friends with her anymore at that time. But ah, for me, it was, I always wanted to clinch onto people. And also, like, when I left classes or left school, I, I, for me, it was so painful that the fact that I will never see them again w w hurt me so much, even though I don't even like them or ah, I didn't have deep connections to them. But still, for me, it was hard to let go of people because yeah i don't know but it's true people come and go and nothing is forever and at some points we will go and then like new people come basically because we're gonna die our parents are gonna die and people are just gonna come and go and the only person we always are together with is ourselves that's why it's so important to work in ourselves and that's why i actually think it's so much more important in your teenage years to work on yourself than having something with boys because yeah they're gonna come and go in your life but you will always be with yourself so if you work now on yourself you're gonna attract the right relationships and attract the right life and the right situation but if you don't work on yourself right now and you say yeah i'm a teenager i need to have fun in my life relax yeah then relax have your fun but then life is going to be hard for you because you didn't work on yourself and everyone has something they can work on for sure because we are not born with all abilities and perfect i don't know 
So yeah, that's why I think in your teenage years, it's not important to have something with boys. It's not important to be on every party. It's not important to be a cool person because you're not going to see them anyways. Um, they're going to come and go, but you're always with yourself, always. So why not making yourself a nice person to hang out with because you cannot escape yourself. So to sum it up, if you have the anxious attachment, attachment style as I do, then you're in a, you, have, you have an inability to control your feelings. You have a real urge for intimacy, especially um, emotional intimacy and you being always the one who loves more and you cannot take rejection. Like it actually really, really hurts you and you really um dependent on relationships or on a specific relationship you always need reassurance and you always blame yourself so in the next episode we're going to talk about do you know your attachment style the avoidant attachment style traits and causes You and I, we want to be confident, classy, and elegant. In order to be so, we need to be able to have healthy relationships. These are determined by our attachment styles. So, in this episode, I not not in this episode, in the last episode, I talked about the four attachment styles. And in this episode, I talked about the anxious attachment style. And next episode, we're going to go deeper into the avoidant attachment style. So, listen carefully and recognize your patterns or your friends and family member patterns. So by learning more about their attachment style, you can, you can start understand them better. So join me in the next episode. I'm waiting for you. If you truly want to be respected by people you love, you must prove them that you can survive without them. Michael Bassey Johnson I hope you enjoyed this. I would be so happy if you post today's episode in your Instagram story and tag me so your friends can listen to the podcast as well. Believe me, you would be so annoyed if you get super confident and they're still insecure. You find my Instagram in the show notes. To see them on Apple Podcasts, you just have to swipe up. If you're very sweet, please write me a positive review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate your effort. Remember, you are confident classy and elegant girl, getting what she wants. Much love, Naomi.